When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Keeper Bennett gets a block. Georgia draws first block. From the 22, second and 10 for the Dogs. 32 seconds to go. Bennett to throw. Right angle. One-on-one coverage. And caught, I think. Yeah, touchdown, Mitchell. The play action. Bennett looks down the middle. McConkey's wide open. Touchdown, Dogs. Bennett. Takes the snap and the shotgun, throws for the corner. Brock Bowers one-on-one. Caught! Touchdown! He ate him alive! Falls down into the end zone. Six more for Georgia. Georgia's relentlessness, and that's a missed PAT. Wow, Swart is definitely a news flash. Lesney hasn't done that. I don't think he's done it in his life. Just taking shots this morning over in the producer's chair. Shane Schillerberg, everybody, talking about a missed PAT, and I'll tell you why in a moment. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Were you here at Hale Varsity Club? You can maybe let us know that yesterday because there was a national championship watch party here, so I'd be interested to know how that event went down. Of course, you know, DB and I go to bed at 7 o'clock at night before the game even starts because we have to be up at 5 in the morning. Oh, wait, that is a lie? Yeah. We don't do that? Yeah. Oh, no, we stay up way too late and then wake up tired in the morning to deliver your news. Yeah, you, the, the whole tired thing. For some reason, Shane, how's my audio? Is it? I'm okay. a little quiet in my headset. Am I on the struggle bus? I don't know. Shane, how, how do we sound? You guys sound pretty good. Oh, you sound like a regular person. But Andrew, it, for some other reason, it's just okay. Say something for me. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, listen, the, I think sleep's a little overrated. Well, as a dad... It is. It's extremely overrated. A dad, a coach, so many things. Superhero. So, well, whose would I be? What was you the, would be Batman. Well, he's my favorite. No way. Yeah, way. Out of left field. Yeah, Batman is my absolute <laughs> favorite. Are you a Dark Knight guy? Very much so. That first, that opening scene to the first Dark Knight movie may be one of the best of I, all time. I love everything about Batman. A little neurotic. Rich. Pretty, pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, I could take or leave the money. <laughs> I, I've never had a lot of money, so I don't know what I would do with it. I'd pr- I, I know one Why thing. that mobile? No, I know two things for sure I would do. I would give a fair amount away, but I would – so I've always wanted to do like a uh, small, like only about four or five acres. No, I'm not farming. Um, I want like a, I want like a, a boy's home, like with my own That's principals cool. and a couple yeah. teachers and – like a like a rec center. Like I want my own campus. Right? That's it. Seems like you in a nutshell. So yeah. Oh, like so if that happened, I'm not sure like I, you'd have to come see me cuz I wouldn't <laughs> You wouldn't leave. No, it would be self-contained. Mm-hmm. Right? And I would do a I would do like a little deal with like um an, uh, our own grocery store, right? And I would teach guys like the value of money and shopping and and stuff like that. That's what I would do. 
you have it all planned out. Well, that's the only reason I got into education. So that you could one day start a boys' home? Yeah. Are you going to do it? Like, are you going to follow through? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know anybody that's <laughs> like, you know any grants, any federal grants? No, but I, like. You know a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. Like, I would totally be at my sweet spot. Like, that would be, that would be about it. Just don't run it out of Brookhaven. <sighs> no, because we the neighborhood would be overrun. Hey, by the way, have you noticed that the basketball courts across the street, like, there's always somebody there? Uh-huh. Like, if it gets above 35, somebody's getting buckets in. I'm like, it's not I'm shocked that. it ain't your kids. Well, so he eyes it every day, but he's a little – so they go over to the indoor – there's a little indoor facility called the 118 building that my buddy runs. I'd rather play inside too. And so they – like, and he, he'll go over there by himself, turn the lights on, he'll clean up, leave it like he left it because it's – four minutes from us mm-hmm. so i mean yeah but i that's what i would do but i was going through all these things last night because yeah, i was just perusing social media early uh yesterday and a couple of people that i follow were were having this conversation about like by the way you can give us your thoughts 888-638-4876 uh let us know what you think uh, we're on 590 and 1480 at least i think we're on 590 this morning <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I say all that to say, like, they were having this conversation about, they were just playing these clips like Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. And the manufacturer. You know story? Oh, God. The manufactured chip. Is it a real chip? Because everybody was talking. It even crept its way into the broadcast. Kirk was a little snarky, right? He's like, well, I don't know. I didn't think you guys were going to, you know, be in the playoffs. Maybe right. not win it. But, like, you know, he, and he was like, come on. But. Mm-hmm. It just got me thinking, like, of all the things that folks that get to that level are taught to think to get to that level, I thought maybe Stetson Bennett's perspective was was accurate because for them, they're the defending national champions. They lost all those guys to the draft. A lot of people were like, yeah, but. People thought they were going to be good. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But Bama and Ohio State still had better odds. And I think for them, relative to how Georgia thinks, let's – you're the defending national champ. You think you're going to be pretty good. You see two other people that are perceived better than you or have a better chance to do what they do than you. That would probably make you feel some type of way, whether it's whether we can glean from it or not. But And I just got to thinking that's exactly how I, we've been taught to think when you are trying to defend something or you want mm-hmm. something. Right? I, I just remember – in 95, like, anything that was perceived some sort of a slight, it was like, oh, oh, man, nobody believes in us. And, like, we truly believed that. I went through a couple of hiccups during the season. We hadn't had what, one close game. It was Washington State. And we still, like, our meetings were so intense with, like, the players. And, you know, did, and, and that's not good enough. And they think this. And, oh, Lord have mercy when people thought Florida was – just a you know point point and a half favor whatever it was and you know we heard Corso pick Florida it was like we went crazy you know and it's just like I just think that's how people that get to that point to keep themselves I mean what about Kirby Smart that you heard didn't seem like he's constantly on edge <laughs> hey hey Kirby which by the way they asked one of the I I cringe every time I hear somebody ask a question pregame to a coach hey mm-hmm. how are you gonna win tonight. One more to answer. 
And Dykes was like, well, uh, <laughs> 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 try to play good football. You know, Can't turn it, the ball over, things yeah, like that. Right. You know what you're going to get out of a, out of a coach that is coaching a young, an underdog team. Uh, He's going to say, like, you know, we've got to be perfect. Yeah. And, and Kirby, conversely, was like, we're going to get after him. We're going to pressure him. We're going to hunt tonight. And he, everything he's, every word was intense. His halftime interview. Well, they're not very good in the third quarter. They're really good in the third quarter. So we're going to tell, all right, score zero zero. We're going to need to be perfect. We're going to stay on the gas. And I was like, he's, you can tell that's how he is. Mm -hmm. It's not. And that was the mentality all season for them. Yeah. Just don't take your foot off the gas. And we kind of wondered sometimes they would go through the motions, had a couple close games. But what did they always typically do? When it mattered, they played their best football. Like they could truly light switch that thing. And the better the competition they played, I mean, we forget what they did to Tennessee when Tennessee was healthy. I mean, they controlled that game. Yeah, it gets overlooked. Start to finish. And I laughed, remember, when we were like, God, how is Tennessee ranked ahead of Georgia? You remember that? Yeah. Of college football? Like, we how, were probably the only two people that Tennessee have been on Georgia. R- ranked ahead of Georgia when you – but in, in, in full disclosure, I never liked – as you know, I never liked Tennessee because I thought they were terrible defensively. Mm-hmm. But And they were. Um, Statistically, they absolutely were. But it goes all the way back then how people really – what was that game? Was Georgia favored? In what game? Tennessee-Georgia. I don't think they were. I think they were by seven, right? Was it seven? I think six, they were seven? favored by seven because people were like, hey, I like Tennessee plus six and a half. Or oh, right, right. I, okay, I remember that. So it's like going back to the very first college year. football playoff bowl, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. A like, lot of games this year for Georgia, Georgia pretty though, good. We were like, how are, how are you only a four-point four favorite? Right. How are you only a 12-point favorite? Although it did, it did pan out against Ohio State. Remember I told you that number scares mm-hmm. me to death because you look at you it did. on paper, like one team backed in, one team was supposed to be pretty good. And that and was, was only four-and-a-half. Less than a key number. And it came down. Mm-hmm. Hey, it went from six-and-a-half to four-and-a-half. Right. Um, and sure enough, no new hotels in Vegas were built on that night. But that's a complete football team. I'll tell you one other thing. Curious to get your thoughts. Outside of the story that we had to have hammered down our throat about the, the plight of Stetson Bennett, which is a fantastic story. And unlike Kirk Herbstreit, I don't believe it should be a book. But maybe. It could be a book. It would be very regional, but it could be a book, right? I mean, in the South, it would sell like crazy. You cross the Mason-Dixon line, it may be a wrap. But he made some... He made some throws last night that I think we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I, I'm a big drop some dimes. Big, you know, like I like execution and I like play sequence. And he did that though against Bama. I'm, the, I'm, I'm Natty paying too, attention to line movement and how they move and what motion looks like and how guys are releasing. Because I always look at it how I would defense it or defend it. And my man is accurate. There had to be sometimes where TC was like. Really, bro? Like, this is what we're on tonight. And Stetson Bennett was like, yeah, this is exactly what we're yeah, on. He had a good amount of time on a lot of those throws, but How he about was also move, forced though? out of the pocket a lot. And, you know, you can you can see how comfortable he is not only throwing the football on the run, but tucking and running. How about his fitness? Did you hear the deal where they said he hit 20 miles an hour on the treadmill <laughs> last week? 20 mile an hour on the treadmill. That's moving. That's most neighborhoods. Right. And you feel like you're crawling. <laughs> right. That's he, has, he has a lot of speed. 
It's, it, and it's like he makes it look so easy. Did he establish himself at all based on his play over the past two seasons as somebody that could be looked at as a top 10 draft pick? In top 10? No. So he's, he's still top outside. Top 10 quarterbacks or top 10? Top 10 So in the top 10, we talk about four quarterbacks no, a lot. No. But you if you think Col- he's behind Anthony Richardson still? Yeah. If Colt McCoy's still playing, Stetson Bennett can get a job. Stetson Bennett, you think he's going to be an all-time backup like Chase Daniel? Well, I mean, why not? He's a better college quarterback than McDaniel was. McDaniel or Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. I was going to say McBooger, but then I was thinking <laughs> McFarland, then I was thinking Booger. So right. I just said McDaniel. Hey, but. you know, something I thought about too last night because I, I fell into the black hole of Twitter and people talking about, hey, Bama would make this game more competitive before you, before you start because I know, <laughs> I know where your head's going already. Bama would make this game more competitive because Bama destroyed K-State. K-State beat TCU. And you can find this, the steps all the way back um, t- to knowing that, yes, you know, TCU was a scrappy team. And at some point, there is a stopping point for a scrappy team. And it's when you face a juggernaut that has immense talent like we saw against Georgia. But here's for all the skeptics out there that do not like the college football playoff expansion. You could find an Alabama team that did not have their best year, that did not find their way into the top four and still end up in the national championship game because we are expanding the playoffs. You can also see the TCUs of the world still get there because they could be playing their best football by season's end. I think this is the exact reason why the college football playoff committee said, hey, let's expand. Yeah, I just don't it, – it, you just seldom see, if ever, a, a team with three consecutive upsets in, a, in the course of a college football season. You'll get, you'll get a few upsets here or there, especially three, once, you'd once you have, get You'd there. have to do it in three consecutive games, right, mm-hmm. if you want to see a, a – If you want to see like an eight win, yeah. So, I, again – But it allows for – situations like this to say, hey, maybe the top four teams weren't in it. You know what you're inviting? It's not necessarily more competition. You're inviting more margin for error. Mm-hmm. So it could be a key no injury. No doubt. It could be a key injury. It could be it's just simple attrition. It's, it's the more games you play, the more chances you have to have something go wrong. But is, is that It's super- a safety net. Does that supersede what could happen in a winner take all in a one game winner take all scenario? There's lots of times you'll play a game and you're like, man, if they played nine times, yeah, but you don't, right? So, like uh, the reason I shake my head about that Twitter black hole is I can't stand that. I can't stand it, and it's it's because I mean, this, you're telling people that TCU did not deserve to be there, and it sport. That's the beauty of sports. It doesn't work like that like Mm -hmm. I don't even allow it it's aggravating because I don't even allow myself to go there you get one shot at it like that's what makes sports unique and if you're not in a five game series or a seven game series you don't get the whole I remember I made the mistake and I and I probably I should I gotta own it and I and I would take it back I remember and he's actually a good buddy we got beat by Gretna two years ago and I said, man, I just get the sense, you know, on, on, and I said it in the same couple of sentences 
because I knew what I meant. I, I'm just not sure how it landed, and it apparently didn't land well to, to Gretna folks. But I said, gosh, I just get the sense. Like, if we played that game a couple of, di- a couple of times, we would fare better than we did last night. But that's the beauty of the championship because the team, and I said this, the team that seizes the opportunity real time are the teams that give themselves the best chance to win. My buddy called up, and his, his kids, his son plays for good. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic player. And, and uh, he's like, look, man, I, I, let's not hear that. Right? And he, he, was a little, he was a little put off because my, my partner at the time, for a couple, uh, 10 days roughly, had been saying slam dunk, no brainer, you know, West Side. So he was a little gassed up. But I, I, just, I'll, I just don't subscribe to the. Like I heard it, I tried to nip it in the bud. Somebody tweeted at me a couple of week a week ago about Ohio State and, and Georgia and Ohio State being the better team and I, on that night. And I was like, you know what? If they were the better team, they wouldn't cough up four. They wouldn't get outscored eighteen mm-hmm. to three in the fourth quarter. Like part of being really good teams is knowing when to play well. And I always think that you should reward that, and especially in football. Because you don't get do-overs. And it's the one sport where the level of physicality and the execute you give yourself every chance in a one-game scenario to go out there and lay it on the line. So every time I hear that, man, my, it makes my skin crawl. It just does. Which part? The, the Bama part or the college football player? Get, getting a m- part? Both because they're kind of one in the same. But I like the margin for error, though, because – it's, you know, it, it, it's it's fine, but we haven't – college football it, hasn't gotten – It's new. College football hasn't gotten it wrong, though. Every year we think the best team in college football has won the national championship. Mm-hmm. So the, the bowl games are for entertainment. I want to see – when you get to that stage, I want to see who the best team is. If I want to be entertained and yeah, just watch games – But you want games, it to be a cakewalk? I can't – it is what it is. Like, but why, see, if, why, by expanding like, the playoffs, you'll still get the winner. You'll still get the best team in college football yeah, by game's but, end. But, but, but what you ha- may get the best game. Maybe. But again – And that's, what the, that's, what, that's why it's built. Yeah, but I don't think – that's not why it's built. It's, it's, built it's, it's built to get the best game there. No, it's built for revenue. Well, of course. It's, yeah, you, well, that's, you're doing it for money. That's the number. It has nothing to but do with – But it helps co- with margin for error, too, It has nothing case. to do with competition. It has nothing to do with competitive balance. It, it, the college football playoff expansion has nothing to do with competitive balance. So you don't think that a six-seeded Alabama team this year, if they would have went to the national championship and played Georgia, that that game wouldn't have been closer? Well, it might have been closer, but it it, it, it would have been a lot more competitive than what we saw last night. Then handle your business. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> I'm like, with you. Like, but there are so many things that happen throughout a season. Like you said, there's a big injury here, or you know, you don't get this guy back until there, and now you finally get them back. You're back together. Your team I, put an, a, a good enough effort together. I just to can't, get I'm just to the playoff. Not into now they could in do contingencies it. when you compete. It's it's. So, and you got to think, well, you don't have to because you, you don't, you're not super aware, but it's just how it, it's just how I've been built, right? So like to talk me into it or out of it would be extremely difficult because I only know one way, right? Your number one, st- listen, we're in a state tournament and, you know, our, Sean Peters, our, our, our horse can't pitch. Hey, who's next up? Chick Gatsmeyer got a bad elbow. Hey, who's next up? 
Dan Craig, you got the ball. I'm all about the next up mentality. Hey, T. Phrase, you got blood clots. Like, you just – I've never had the opportunity to say, man, if, if we only – listen, we were a prohibitive favorite in, in, at state and went to Rosenblatt and got beat by a team in Burke that played significantly better than we did. We got shut down by a horse on the mound, and I'm like, God, we beat this guy before this year. But you know what? We didn't get it done on the biggest stage, so you tip your cap, and it's like – you know, I'm sure Ralston or somebody could have been saying, man, if we would have. Like, the beautiful thing about sports is you're not afforded that luxury. And I think that's what keeps the competitive edge going. Because when you're trying to get there, and it's like an invite-only party, right? The criteria to get invited to the party is a certain whatever. And you want... You want, if you want a better party, have the folks that are on the outside looking in have to kind of be better. Don't come back to the pack just for the sake of having bigger, a, bigger, a bigger, better party. And I think they can be better, though, in regards to you expand the playoff. You allow a team, we'll just, because Miami always starts up top and then falls back. We'll say Miami, for example. You allow a team that, say a Miami would be at eight by season's end. Well, by seeing them there, you're going to get high school recruits, portal guys that say, hey, this team was competing to get to the championship last year. So maybe I I tend to go my commitment that route because I know I could play for that team. And now you're building more teams to get there quicker, maybe faster than you would. Hey, so remember when we were talking playoff expansion three years ago and who was the poster child? Oh, man, what about Cincinnati and UCF? Oh, man, Cincinnati. Where are Cincinnati and UCF now? Just two years removed. Those aren't Without the te- a coach. <laughs> those aren't the teams that, get, that are a couple of portal guys away from competing for national championships. Where are, where are Cincinnati and UCF just two years removed now from? What a power five school would be. So are you into, you're into auto bids, or how would that work? In rega- auto bids in regards to what? The playoffs. Right, like you like auto, you like auto bids for like if you finish blank, then if you meet certain criteria without being able to win your conference or however you're going to do this, like you know, it's kind of like the NFL. You, you you have a good enough record to make the playoffs, you're in. So oh. like if there's a playoff structure built, like if you have a good enough record in yeah, college, but then but you're it, in. but but in a league that's built on parity with a salary cap, that's different. So to use the NFL. I think is a lousy example. Well, because it was just based strictly on record example. So my point in saying the co- what the college playoff expansion is, and I've thought a ton about this, is without leveling the, the protocol within the conferences in terms of how you get there, for another eight, nine, ten years, you're going to look at the college football playoff odds and they're going to look a lot alike. You look at 2023, the transfer portal has been around since 2018, right? Early signing period came in 2017. All these things to help competitive balance, freedom of movement, this, that, and the other. Google 2023 playoff odds. They'll look a lot like 2024. And that's not to say, oh, man, DBU wet blanket. That doesn't mean that my team can't. No, they can. It's going to happen every couple of years. But the structure as it stands today is not built for competitive balance. If you wanted competitive balance, you'd do the pruning before the invites to the party. You'd do a lot better screening. You wouldn't just say, oh, hey, we can have, 
we want to keep the riffraffs out of the party or, or let, let, let's invite fewer or we want more people, like you, you would screen better during the regular season. I, I, I'm open to it. Let me take a break and listen. I just, I just don't think how we think a, a, a 12 winning three games in a row is somehow more feasible than TCU winning in a one-time matchup against Georgia. We'll, we'll talk more about it next. We'll also get to Michigan Lance's phone call. Stick around on line one. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. If you want to get involved in the show, 888-638-4876. More next.